0: I'm going to switch on this um, headset, mic so I can move around a little bit. Uh, Now, children, you should have, and if you don't have one, you can grab one. There is a sort of one of these. Am I on if I come out here? Is it still working? There's one of these, which is a worksheet, which is interactive for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. And uh, you can fill out bits on this worksheet. And at the end of the service... Lo and behold, if you bring me a completed worksheet and show it to me and say, look what I've done, look at all this lovely work, I have... Uh, I wish I could say they were like jubilee special Percy Pigs, but I think they are just Percy Pigs. So uh, you, can, you can dip your hand in a, in a bag of Percy Pigs and be rewarded for your efforts. So I'm going to start, we're going to talk about... Um, can I get the first picture up? Because we're going to talk about the two things that are presented to the monarch to the king or queen of england at their coronation they get lots of different things actually they get some i think they get like bracelets a ring a robe some like stirrups that you would have on a horse but the two really famous things they get are an orb and a scepter and what you've got on the screen at the moment is the orb right And i'm going to tell you a little bit about the orb you ready for this this is uh, what the orb is made of. Let me get a uh, here we go. It is a 30 centimetre wide hollow gold sphere with 18 rubies, 9 sapphires, 365 diamonds, 375 pearls, 1 amethyst, 1 glass stone. Now the pearls, if you look at the picture on there or the picture on your worksheets, you can see that the pearls kind of split that orb into three sections. Can you see that? There's three sections on the orb. That's because in the medieval world, when they started doing these coronation ceremonies with orbs, they only thought there was three continents. They didn't know about America. <laughs> didn't kind of exist back then. So it was just kind of Europe, Asia, Africa, and they. So that was like the three continents. The whole world is in the orb there. It weighs 1.3 kilograms. It's quite heavy. Like think of a bag of sugar. A bit more than a bag of sugar. And it represents, uh, yes, here's the words. When this is handed to the Queen, as it was handed to the Queen all those years ago, it was handed to her using these words. Now, this is on your worksheet, kids, so you need to, ears pricked up, ready for this. Receive this orb. The Archbishop of Canterbury says this. Receive this orb set under the cross and remember that the whole world is subject to the power and empire of christ our redeemer so i think you needed to stick that on your sheets right the power and empire of christ our redeemer okay now fill that in stick that in so you've got the There should be that i think you need the weight on there i think that was on the sheet i think you needed the um what else did you need you certainly needed the end of that quote on there there was something else i can't remember what was the other thing Oh yeah, the three continents. You need to stick that on there. And then, I want to answer this question. Right, we've talked about the power and empire of Christ our Redeemer. So here's my question. What does the power of God look like? Think about that. What does God look at max strength? Like if you imagine God on absolute maximum setting the maximum godness possible, what does that look like? I have a clip I'm going to show you. You can pause what you're doing on your sheets for a moment look up at the screens because I have an iconic movie clip to show you. It's just the perfect clip. Whenever I talk about the power of the living God, I have to show this clip because it's so good. It's from the film Back to the Future. It's the opening scene. It's awesome. It's it's with an electric guitar. We need the volume up kind of loud, so that you get the full effect of this. You'll know what those who've seen the film know what I mean. Okay, let's roll the tape. Getting it back to the future. Mm-hmm. so good isn't it that scene where all do you see how how he was doing that he was going around the whole he's if you if you get to go into the house of a crazy scientist who has loads and loads of gear you could do something like this turning everything up max max strength everything up to the max now here's the question back to the question what if we did that as we think about god at max strength well christians have only ever had one answer really to that Question. When we ask ourselves what is, what really captures, what symbol captures God at max strength? What symbol could we think of that really captures the Godness of God? How could we sort of, what can we think of a symbol that could really express what we mean when we're talking about the living God? And of course it is the cross. Isn't that amazing? When we want, when we really want to say something about who the God we worship is, what we kind of say first and foremost about the Lord we worship is He's the God of the cross, max power, the max power, maximum God, maximum setting, the cross. And you know, it is because... Let me read you just a little verse of Scripture. I don't know if we've got this on the screens. But uh, this is the disciples. The disciples came to Jesus and they said this. uh, They asked him... um, They had a dispute amongst themselves as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. And Jesus said to them this. He said, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But, Jesus said... You are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. See that? So Jesus totally embodies that as he dies there on the cross. The greatest, the one with power and dominion over the whole world, is the one who has given himself wholly given his life, suffered even to death for our sake and on our behalf. So children, you can decorate, if you'd like to decorate that orb with lots of extra bling, diamonds and pearls and everything else, you can put some extra diamonds on there. Let me just share with the parents, with the adults, one more thing before we move on. Do you know, sometimes I speak, adults just to uh, address you for a moment, sometimes I ask... um, someone I'm speaking to maybe who's not a Christian and I'll say to them look um I wonder let's just imagine for a second that God exists you might say it's like could you describe what kind of God you would like to exist it's not a bad question actually if you're talking to a colleague or a friend what kind of God if let's just imagine God exists for a moment what kind of God would you like and usually people might say oh well you know a God who's generous Kind, loving, forgiving, you know, powerful, merciful, all that sort of thing. Very, very rarely, in fact, almost never, would someone expect the living God to die for them. Very rarely will someone come along and say, Astro, you know, the God I require, the God that I need, the God that I want to worship, is a God who's prepared to lay down his life. But that is what the living God did. That was what power looked like for the Lord, to lay down his life for us. Amazing, Christ, our Redeemer, That's what the Queen is told as she's handed the orb. There it is. The greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. Okay, next, kids, if you flip over now, if you flip over onto the back, you'll now see there's a picture of the other very famous thing that's given to the Queen, or was given to the Queen, which is the scepter. The scepter. Now, whenever I... I, I've just queued up a little song for this because I always think of one song when I I think about the scepter. So I thought we would uh, just put... It's an old hymn some of us will know i'm sure some of us will know it it's an old hymn let's stick it on you can stay sat down we'll try and sing through the verse that i'm thinking about you'll recognize it when it comes on can we have the uh, can we have the hymn you know okay here it comes wait for it wait for it here it comes Brown him the lord of peace there it is whose power set us ways? from pole to pole that wars may cease and all be prayer and praise his reign shall know no end and round his pierced feet
1: fair flowers of
0: paradise extend their praise that's the third verse of crown him with many crowns can we have just the lines up that power a scepter sways crown him the lord of peace there it is whose power a scepter sways let me tell you a story in the bible there's a guy called xerxes king xerxes king of persia and he has a scepter and in the story esther who's going to approach the king and ask him for mercy for god's people she is very worried because there was a custom at that time, which is if you enter the king's presence without prior arrangement, it's not just that you're sent off and you have to join a queue. It's that you're executed. That's what happened. You were taken off, dragged away. An executed, put to death. Unless the king was to offer his scepter. In other words, he was to kind of count you worthy. He would hold out his scepter. And that's what did happen with Esther. So can you see how the scepter, let me tell you a little bit about the scepter, it's kind of a symbol of judgment. Now, you need to know, here we go, the scepter is 92 centimeters long, the queen's scepter, so on your sheets, the queen's scepter is about, nearly a meter, 92 centimeters long, and it carries in the top of it, the Cullinan I diamond. Can you see it on the screens there? That diamond is called the First Star of Africa. It, has, it is a 530-carat diamond. It is the biggest diamond of its type in the world. And I'm informed by the internet, and the internet doesn't lie, that it could be worth up to $2 billion. It's never been sold. It's never been attempted to be sold. But they reckon they reckon that if it sold that diamond the most precious diamond of its kind in the world could be worth two billion dollars isn't that incredible now this is how this is how that one is given okay so this scepter is handed to the queen and the queen is given it with these words receive now you need this on your sheets receive the rod the rod of equity and mercy Be so merciful that you be not remiss. So execute justice that you forget not mercy. Punish the wicked, protect and cherish the just, and lead your people in the way they should go. See that? That's the bit you need. Punish the wicked, protect and cherish the just, and lead your people in the way they should go. So you see, see what the queen's got to do, the queen or the next king, King Charles. What they've got to do is, with this scepter, the idea is uh, maintain justice. You, You can't overlook evil. You've got to keep things, you've got to make sure things are done right. But don't forget mercy. Be merciful, show mercy to your subjects. But on the other hand, don't be so merciful that you're overlooking evil and you're not doing what's just and what's fair so i always get this with my kids my kids are out there my kids give me this all the time so if i'm too harsh right they'll throw their hands up in the air oh my days like i can't believe it what are you doing all this you know that sort of thing if i'm too harsh like if i'm too much about the rules then they'll be like, oh, Scott, I don't, can't be even born, that sort of thing. However, when I'm too merciful over here, and I'm showing too much mercy, too much... then usually the response is, you never do anything when so-and-so hits me on the back of the head. It's always, They always get away with it. It's not All that sort of thing. Oh, my days! So I can't... If I, if I show too much justice, too, too much of a stickler about the rules... It's that's too harsh. If you're completely um, not overlooking what's happening in front of you, then it's too much, if if you like, it's it's overlooking evil. Now, when we pray for the Queen and we pray for her authority and all those under her, we're praying, aren't we? We're saying, that is a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to do, to maintain justice, be fair... Not overlook evil, but show mercy. So we pray, don't we, for those in authority, the Queen and everyone under her. That's our prayer, that they might judge and rule, govern, fairly. That's a great prayer. And children, I've put in the box, just while I do one last thing with the adults, I've put it in the box. What would you do if you were king or queen for a day? So what would you do? You've got king or queen for a day, You can make a few decisions stick something in the box what would you do show me afterwards now finally uh, church family adults this time just briefly then what is it here's the last thought what gives us confidence that jesus will be that judge who is both fair and merciful what gives us confidence that he'll be both fair and merciful and it's the same thing at the top of the top of the scepter. There it is again, that symbol of the godness of God, God at max strength, the cross. Because at the cross, don't we see, no one can look at the cross and say, God, you've overlooked evil. Because on the cross, He's swallowing it up. It's like He's taking it all on board. I'll deal with the evil. I'm not, over, I'm not going to overlook it. In fact, I'll take it. I'll take it upon myself. I'll swallow it up there. I'll deal with the evil in this world, in myself, in my body on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Such a great verse that. He himself, the Lord God, bore our sins. He didn't overlook our wrongdoing in his body, on the cross, on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24. So we can see, no, God is just. He won't overlook that which is wrong. But it's also the cross, in all of its amazing splendour, is also the place of mercy. Where anyone, anyone, can come there and find endless Boundless mercy at the cross. And so when Jesus judges, when we, we know, don't we, that Jesus' judgment will allow everyone to bri- a breathe a sigh of relief. What we worry about, isn't it? What we worry about is that God's judgment will be either too harsh or will overlook evil. It'll either be too harsh on the one hand, oh, that's not fair, or it will be too, uh, too laissez-faire, if you like, with evil. It won't, it won't deal with the problem of evil. But with Jesus, as we've seen on the cross, the whole world breathes a sigh of relief. We go, ah, oh, thank goodness that God will do what is right and fair and merciful. And the whole world will go, ah, finally and we know that that's the case because we've seen the cross and so when Jesus brings all things to a close at the end of all the ages we know again the same thing will happen his judgment will be passed and the whole world will go finally justice and mercy all rolled into one we're going to pray children you can finish off your sheets make them look pretty at the end of the service, you can bring those up to me and I will exchange those for a small prize. But let's pray together. Why don't we just pause? Children, if you want to pause as well, let's bring our hearts to the Lord and just say a prayer together briefly. Remembering those words of Jesus, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. Lord Jesus, we thank you that at the cross we see both things. um, That you won't overlook evil. And that it's a wonderful place for mercy. And we can come there. Even as we pray, we can come there to the foot of the cross to receive mercy. There may be individuals here in this church building who need mercy. Want to know the mercy and forgiveness of God. Lord, we can come there to the cross. There may be those amongst us who feel like life is unfair. And that evil is being overlooked. There's an injustice. Well, we can come there too the foot of the cross and know that, Lord God, you will not, never have and never will overlook evil. You see all things. And all things will be made right in its proper time. So, Father, we give ourselves to the power and dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ once again, whose power and dominion extends over the whole world. It is rightfully his. It's rightfully yours, Lord Jesus, because um, you are the one who at max strength displayed uh, the greatest power the world has ever seen, the greatest act of self-sacrifice and self-service that the world has ever seen. So we bless you and thank you, Lord Jesus, for that come humbly before you and we do pray for our queen and we pray for her successor we pray for all those in authority under her her majesty's government for our prime minister for parliament for local governance here in our city and that all things might be done equitably, fairly, um, and with mercy. Please help those who rule and govern to do so um, in these um, precious, often difficult, often very complicated situations, um, but nevertheless with these precious principles in mind of fairness and equity, justice, truth, but also mercy, love, forgiveness and grace. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.